0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to the Roy Green show ad free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now, the Coors Radio Network presents the Roy Green show with Roy Green, keeping you informed and entertained. Now, here's Roy. Bjorn Lomborg from Paris later on this hour. I cannot believe the level of emotion that I'm seeing. I mean, I guess I can, because yesterday was pretty much the same. Some more today, though. It's more today. This reminds me of the day before the October 30th referendum on Quebec independence in 1995. People were so emotionally wrought. I was stuck in traffic at uh, Pearson Airport in Toronto on the 401 at 6 o'clock in the morning. And uh, it was the day before the referendum, and some poor little guy sitting in a little Volkswagen Beetle with a Quebec license plate in stopped traffic was catching hell. People honking their horns, waving their fists at him, yelling at him. Poor guy must have been petrified because emotions were so high. We're talking about Donald Trump's statement that if he were president of the United States, he would ban Muslims for a period of time from entering the U.S., and I took it into the next hour, due to the last hour, took it into the next hour because our phone lines are so jammed. I want to read you two emails that I received. This is from Ed. What? President Obama has left a vacuum in the fight against Islamic terrorists and Trump has taken advantage of it? Trump is a pathological lying fraud bigot carnival barking common that has no credibility on almost any serious issue. Your dislike for President Obama is very obvious and giving Trump legitimacy on anything is ridiculous. Trump is another fear-mongering George Wallace at best. So, uh, So I'm partly to blame here. And then we got Duncan's email earlier, our attitude just before the break. You keep saying that Jasser was in the U.S. military like it makes him above fault. Have you forgotten on November 5th, 2009, a mass shooting took place at Fort Hood near Killeen, Texas. Nadal Hassan, a U.S. Major, army major and psychiatrist, fatally shot 13 people and injured more than 30 others. Right. Uh, I just want to... Here's what I wrote back to uh, Duncan. And you're suggesting Dr. Jasser is like Nidal Hassan? What are you faulting Zass- J- Zudi Jasser for, Duncan? Just asking. Well, how about we do this? How about we ask Dr. Jasser what he thinks of what I just read? Because he's on the line with me. We called him back. Zudi, thank you for coming back. Dr. Zudi Jasser, the founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy former United States Lieutenant Commander in the Navy. His book is Battle for the Soul of Islam, An American Muslim Patriots Fight to Save His Faith. Zudi, when you heard that email that I just read, what's your reaction?
1: My reaction is, you know, that's why I wrote my book. That's why I testified to Congress. When I testified to Congress, I told them in 2011, Nidal Hassan's bio looks frighteningly similar to mine. But the character of our country will be the the ability to tell the difference between Muslims that are with us in the battle against theocracy and Muslims that are against us. So just like our founding fathers in the United States uh, were obviously not against all Christians, they were against theocrats. That was the essence of the foundations of our freedoms. that was about the first liberty of religious liberty. So ultimately, both sides of this partisan game that you will are using the Muslim minority to pander to their populations and they're using it in a way that portrays Islam as a monolith so one side says Islam is a religion of peace that ultimately all Muslims are peaceful and they're using the talking points of Petro Islam uh, from you know the Qatar foundation whatever it is uh, that Hillary or Obama use and the other side by by saying it's all Muslims are actually surrendering the most important tool, which is Muslims like myself that can expose the Nidal Hassan as theocrats and enemies of freedom.
0: You were on this program, on my program, and you spoke with Nidal Hassan's cousin, who was a lawyer in Virginia, and he almost lost his practice because of what his, his cousin did.
1: Yeah, I remember that, and it was uh, a amazing conversation in that uh, he really acknowledged that he's in this fight with us, and he acknowledged that, I mean, look at the San Bernardino family. One of the brothers uh, went to uh, the Navy and uh, was a patriotic American, and the other became a ISIS jihadist. So the difference is that it's about nationalism. Do you love the Western secular state, or do you love the Islamic State and its manifestations via it through the Muslim Brotherhood, the Khomeini's of Iran. So listen, this is an existential battle for the survival of the West against large movements. not just radical, you know, how do we define radicalism? It's not just about the violence, it's large movements and it it penetrates every family, every being of our existence as Muslims and as Americans. And we need to enlist the, the alliance of Muslim reformers and that's why we formed this Muslim Reform Movement the Boston Globe just ran an unsigned editorial endorsing our Muslim reform movement yesterday because it said this is the solution from both sides of the of the political spectrum, and we need to rise above that and support reformers as the real moderates and not just the ones that condemn the acts of violence.
0: Uh, does Donald Trump's statement, and it's so polarizing, does Donald Trump's statement have the the power, the influence? or the power to really, really influence the relationship between Muslims and non-Muslims, not only in the United States but
1: beyond. It's not just about Donald Trump. It's about the platform of American conversation, Western conversation about this issue. So we need leaders that can see that this platform is beyond their own aspirations to become leaders but rather uh, tar- you know, giving a trajectory of what the strategy should be to lead the West into victory. What should victory look like? And if we say victory looks like demonizing a uh, core of the world's population and-, and not helping them go through this time in history of reform against uh, uh, tyranny and against theocracy, then we need to be careful. Uh, our leaders you know, should look beyond the next two months in a primary and look into the next – Two, three. What is the Trump doctrine? The Trump doctrine right now really appears to be surrender to radical Islam's domination of the narrative. But so does Hillary's doctrine. Hillary's doctrine appears to be appeasement, to where she's not ready to take sides within the house of Islam and continues to let the Muslim Brotherhood legacy group speak on behalf of our communities. So both sides are using the Islamic and Muslim issue to pander to their whatever issues are, rather than being leaders and, and giving a trajectory. So I do fear for what's happening now in this dialogue. Americans are more fearful against Muslims than Islam because there's been no real leadership with those with the platforms to do so.
0: A final point, uh, Zudi, I made this to a caller yesterday who, actually the caller started that He said, uh, if there was something like a million-person march that was led by and populated by Muslims in Washington, uh, opposed to terror, challenging ISIS, and, uh, and and just standing up to terror in a very public way, it would do a lot to, um, to uh, forge, change, affect public opinion. What do you think?
1: It would. It would, but we're not there. Our community is in denial. We need an intervention to get past the first step of a 12-step program so most Muslims we talk to don't feel like they own this problem they feel that it is somebody else's. It's just sort of craziness or militant, and they feel it's not their Islam. So that's why the first step is our Muslim reform movement, where you get leaders that acknowledge that we have to make a declaration for principles against blasphemy, apostasy. That we need to embrace Western ideas that are against the theocrats, and by doing that, we can then we're taking this declaration to every mosque, every Islamic institution, and asking them, Do you stand with us? Or do you stand against us? And once we get that groundswell of movement, then those uh, grassroots movements can start to walk. Because right now, most of us in the Muslim community have not owned it, and they're in denial. So it's going to be hard to mobilize them. Not to mention, the theocrats are mobilized collectively because they believe in Islamic politics. The rest of us who separate mosque and state are not collectivists. So it's very hard to get that movement unified. And that's why they won so many elections in Egypt, Tunisia. In Iran, after the uh, uh, revolutions that happened, because the non-Islamists are not as collectivized, so that's why the West has to start educating Muslims about their responsibility to defend liberty and start to get their voices out.
0: Final question: I do have one more question for you, just like Columbo and the old TV series.
1: Uh,
0: should people do? People have reason to fear Muslims. Do people have reason to fear messages that are being delivered inside mosques? in the United States and North America?
1: Not fear, but they have reason to be concerned, to engage. So the way you, you uh, reform and you expose ideas that are not compatible with the West is not by pushing it underground, but by exposing it and engaging those communities. So yes, we should not uh, be embracing Islamist ideas that are theocratic, and we should expose and marginalize those leaders, the imams that do that, but then again, Muslims that are reformists, that believe in in lifting up secular society and against uh, the statecraft of Sharia law, etc. Those are our biggest allies, so if we're going to win this battle, yes, we need to filter for refugees coming and immigrants coming that believe in the Islamic State, Muslim Brotherhood movements, Khomeinist movements, those are all threats and we should not allow them in. No different than we didn't allow communist sympathizers when we were fighting the Soviets in the Cold War. But that's a political ideology that embraces itself in Islam. And if you say all Muslims, you are going to prevent the very people that would be solving this problem against theocracy. So we have to thread that needle right.
0: Dr. Zudi Jasser, thank you very much. It was a last-second call that we made to you. Thanks for coming on the air, Zudi.
1: Anytime, Roy. I appreciate
0: it. Founder of the American Islamic Forum for Democracy, Battle for the Soul of Islam is his book, former lieutenant commander in the United States Navy, nuclear cardiologist, past president of the Arizona Medical Association, Dr. Zudi Jasser. Your calls continue when we come back on The Green Show on the Corpus Radio Network.